I've been uh, this last week reading kind of a lot about this principal, the uh, school principal in Nashville where the shooting took place. So much being said about her and the kind of person she was. Um, sometimes you just, you know, you just get this sort of unanimous response about a person or reaction about a person. You can just tell like this one, this person just stood out in uh, great ways. Um, she wrote this on the school's website two years ago. This is the principal. We know how important it is that each and every child be known, be loved, and be prepared for all that God has for them moving forward. To be known, to be loved, and to be prepared. This is our intention for every child in this school. When a child is known, he gains a sense of himself and the adults in his life, adults who have taken the time to really know him. They can speak truth and encouragement and challenge in ways that propel him forward toward being the person that God intends for him to be. Her name is uh, Catherine Kuntz. And if you listened, I'm sure some of you did, or if you read what some of her colleagues and everybody, uh, parents, kids in the school, graduates, what they said about her, they just talked about her selflessness and her, her courage, her kindness. She was just, everybody loved her. One parent said, one parent described her as full of grace. Hail Mary, full of grace. You know, in the uh, hours, and I guess day or two after the, that terrible moment, um, everybody who knew her said, she definitely ran toward the fire. Like, they didn't know at that point, for sure, but they knew, like they just knew, like there's no way she didn't. Well, anyway, eventually the, the police confirmed that, yeah, you know, where they, where she was found lying, they knew that's where this confrontation happened. So these people were right. They just knew it. They knew it without proof. And then they actually got a little bit of proof, not that they needed it. Um, when it all happened, she was on a Zoom call with some councilman. And he said that he could hear gunfire in the background or on computer. And then she stopped. She ended the Zoom or stepped away from the, from the computer and he could see her running out the room toward where it was happening. They didn't need proof, but they got it. This is what she wrote. Uh, this was two years ago, three years ago, uh, during the pandemic. 
but it says more about last week in some respects. She said, daily, I need to open my heart to whatever, whatever God has for our school, whatever the trials we're having to endure. We still believe we are still faithful. We still love him wholeheartedly. Whatever difficulties or blessings are evident in our homes and in our lives, we will seek to do the next right thing with hands open to whatever. We will make good decisions. We will construct good plans. And we will seek to do whatever pleases God. And wouldn't you want your kid to be around that every day? That kind of faith, that kind of love. You know, these people, those types, I think we're all sort of like intrigued by them. Certainly in admiration of them. Hopefully challenged by them. They're the ones who They run toward the fire. They run toward the fear. I mean, it's the whole 9-11 image. We hear this all the time. And we should hear it forever, like that day when the whole world was running out of those towers, these firefighters and others were running up. They were running toward the horror. Like this principle. Like Jesus, like Jesus this week, like Jesus this Friday. It says he emptied himself. He sacrificed himself for us. He took on the form of a slave, Paul tells us, and then he died. But then it's interesting, he adds even more. Not only did he die, but he tells the people of his day how he died on a cross. You know, for us, we don't, we don't think a whole lot about that. In fact, we don't look, think about what we've done with the cross. We've kind of almost made it a beautiful thing. We, we, we make jewelry out of it and tattoos and we put beautiful crosses on buildings and man, it was not that for those people in the time of Paul. They knew this was the worst, this was the worst way to lose your life by a cross. And that's exactly what he does for us. It's the principle. It's those firefighters. It's all who empty themselves for something bigger than themselves. And they just followed him. I mean, that principle, as great as she was, she wasn't the first one to do that, nor were those firefighters 20 years ago. This began with Jesus. I was out with uh, friends, just right around Christmas, we were having dinner, a couple of buddies from my guys I grew up with, and we started talking about movies. Uh, somebody mentioned watching uh, The Godfather, like it was on TV the night before or something. So we were talking about The Godfather and, 
And then, and then uh, somebody else said, yeah, I could watch that movie forever. Like, I, I, never get to, I never tire of watching The Godfather. It's just, I know what's coming up. I know what's going to be said. I know the ending. But I just, I kind of, I sit and watch it if I can. And then we all kind of agreed, and then we started talking about those kinds of movies that you just, you can watch forever. Even though you know what they're all about. So we were kind of going around Shawshank Redemption. That was a big one. People were like, oh yeah, totally. I could completely watch it forever. Jaws always seems to be on TV. The Fugitive, the Harrison Ford movie, is another one that's on a lot. For that one, I, I, I always watch it. And then somebody mentioned uh, the Liam Neeson movie, Taken. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're right. I, I watched that too. That's on a lot. And I've seen it. There's three of them, actually. And they're, they're, you know, they're not even great movies. But you're like, especially the first one, like you just, I find myself just watching it again and again. It's not very realistic. Liam Neeson's this uh, CIA, retired CIA agent. And he's like a one-man army. He's just capable of surviving almost anything. And his daughter, his 17-year-old girl, is abducted. She's in France. I think France, yeah, France. On, she goes to Europe with a friend, and she's abducted. Human trafficking stuff. And he goes after her. He goes after them to get her. And it just becomes this crazy movie. The violence is ridiculous. It's not very realistic. But there's something about it. Like it's, it's more than just kind of a, a silly action flick. It's also a story about a father and his girl. It's this father saying, I will not be stopped. I am coming to get you. You have been taken, and I will not stand for that. I had a mass last night out at St. Anthony's High School, uh, Palm Sunday mass, but the reason we were there was uh, they had a father-daughter dance. They call it the pop-hop. And uh, so it was a bunch of dads and their teenage girls. And I mentioned that movie and this whole notion of like a father just like, I mean, none of these guys looked like Liam Neeson. You know, none of these guys were, had his ability. But I tell you, every one of these fathers, They'd take a bullet, they'd walk through walls. Nothing would stop these guys if their girl was taken, right? Like they all, it was like you could just, you could almost, as I was saying, you could like feel it in the chapel. It's like, you're absolutely right. You'd have to kill me. Kind of like Good Friday. Kind of like that principle and those firefighters. We've been taken too. We've been taken by sin. Sin takes away our freedom. It takes away who we were meant to be. It takes away who we, at our best, who we were. Sin just corrupts that. So we're taken by pride. We're taken by anger, by 
greed. We're taken by lust. It's like we've been kidnapped when we allow sin to just take us. And that is why we have the faith we've got. That's why we celebrate this week. That's why we have Jesus. Because he was sent. Because we were taken. We've been taken. And he's coming for us. He's like a father in pursuit of his taken kid. All those other examples, yeah, they're, they're just kind of peripheral examples. He's the one. He's the one who's coming for us because we've been taken. We've allowed ourselves to be taken. You know, the end of that movie, she gets, he gets his, girl, his daughter, this final brutal scene, fight at the end. The whole movie's violent. But right at the end, he gets her. And she looks at him and she says, Daddy, you came for me. And he just looks at her and he says, I told you I would. So it's Holy Week. Be taken back. <clears throat>